All right, our chapter today is 1 Corinthians chapter 12. This is the beginning of three, three of the most well-known chapters in 1 Corinthians. Uh, three consecutive chapters that deal with spiritual gifts and the use of them in the church. Uh, here in chapter 12, Paul will introduce the topic of spiritual gifts, um, telling us some basic truths about them. The next chapter, chapter 13, will remind us that every gift exercised and every act of service in the church is to be carried out and motivated by love. And then chapter 14 will conclude with some practical applications regarding the use of certain spiritual gifts in the church. So, as we said, this, uh, this chapter, chapter 12, uh, sort of introduces the topic to us and teaches us some of the basic truths about spiritual gifts. So let's review what those basic truths are. One, every Christian has spiritual gifts. One of the basic truths of this chapter is that every single Christian has spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are not things that are reserved only for the elite or the mature or the committed Christians in the church. Rather, every single Christian born of the Holy Spirit without fail and without exception is gifted particularly by the Holy Spirit. And we'll talk about why this is in the next point, but I just want you to observe how, how Paul teaches the universality of spiritual gifts among Christians here in the early part of the chapter. Notice the kind of language that Paul keeps using in this chapter. First of all, verse 4, Paul acknowledges that there are varieties of gifts. So they aren't the same in every one. But beyond the variety of gifts, Paul likewise acknowledges in verse 6 that one or more of these gifts are present, quote, in everyone, end quote. That is, in every Christian. Furthermore, verse 7 begins, quote, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. What, is, what does it say, to each is given? It means to every, one, every, every individual one. In verse 11, he concludes that the Holy Spirit, quote, apportions spiritual gifts to each one individually as he wills. So there in the span of five verses, Paul emphasizes the, the universality of gifts, spiritual gifts, in everyone, to each and to each one. And you may not know what your spiritual gifts are, but you have been gifted of the Holy Spirit nonetheless. Paul does give examples of spiritual gifts in this chapter, naming the gifts of wisdom, knowledge, faith, healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discernment, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. That's in verses 8 through 10. And you'll recall we saw a similar list when we read uh, and talked about Romans chapter 12. And there Paul names the gifts of prophecy, service, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, and mercy. That's Romans 12, 5 through 8. These aren't necessarily exhaustive lists in either passage, but they do indicate that Paul was exactly right when in verse 4 he said there are varieties of gifts, and each person in the church, which most, most definitely includes you as well as me, has been gifted by the Holy Spirit. And here's the second truth I'd want to say as we uh, think about this chapter, um, that your gifts, that the, the gifts, the, the way the, the Holy Spirit gifts you is not accidental, uh, and it's not unimportant, but the way the Holy Spirit gifts you are, are on purpose and are necessary. Think about that word, necessary to the health of the church. You, your presence, 
your uh, activity, your gifts are necessary to the health of the church. Without it, without you, without your gifts, uh, the church would not be as healthy as it otherwise would be. Uh, I think um, that's a that's a helpful and encouraging truth. These are not accidental or incidental facets of our personality. They're, they're strategic gifts that are given to us sovereignly by the Holy Spirit of God himself. Again, verse 11 says, all these spiritual gifts are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Similarly, Paul says in verse 18 that, that, quote, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them, as he chose. God the Holy Spirit has sovereignly and wisely chosen and arranged every member in the church and gifted them just perfectly to make the church as healthy as it could possibly be. That is because each believer and church member and there ought not to be a, a distinction between those two that, uh, in, in this sense that um, I'm not saying that every, every church member is a believer, but every believer should be a church member. Every believer and church member is called upon to use uh, his or her gifts for the benefit of others in the church. Notice the, the reason or goal that Paul states in verse 7. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. It is fairly certain that your spiritual gifts aren't related to things that you absolutely hate to do. If you find yourself eager to serve the church and serve other people, there's a really good chance that service is one of your spiritual gifts. Likewise, if you enjoy teaching and people seem to respond well to your teaching, this is more than likely one of your spiritual gifts. The Lord often gives us a passion for those gifts which we have, or a comfort and ease in exercising it. This is so that we do, in fact, use our gifts for the benefit of and the building up of the church. Find out and, and consider what your gifts may be and, um, and realize that God is the one who gave you those gifts and he's the one who has placed you in the particular church in which you're a member. Realize that God has a plan for you and, and, and has gifted you for that plan. And, uh, and you will most definitely find more joy and satisfaction in using your gifts in serving your church. And I know that because the Bible says that God has designed you that way. And you can trust him on that. How do you determine what your gifts are, somebody might ask. Well, um, some uh, have taken spiritual gift surveys where you, you take almost like, like a personality test, and at the end it spits out to you what your spiritual gifts are. I'm not always sure that that's the best way to find out what your spiritual gifts are. I do believe the best way is just being involved in the church and, and uh, being very active, and you find out just through being active in the church what you enjoy doing the most and how, how you can be most effective in the church, and that's a great way of finding out what your spiritual gifts are. Gifts are. Just, you don't need a piece of paper to tell you, just be, be involved in the life of the church. And, and, and secondly, uh, don't, don't think that uh, there, there are gifts that, that, that you have, the Holy Spirit gives you, um, that you are primarily gifted in. 
Like if somebody has the gift of teaching, it's not like they have the gift of teaching today and it's going to be gone tomorrow. Typically, if the Holy Spirit has gifted someone to teach, uh, that is a, a, a gift that that person will, will have on an ongoing basis. But that does not mean thereby that if I don't believe that I have the gift of mercy, that I should therefore uh, never be obligated to show mercy. No, if somebody who hasn't been given the quote-unquote gift of mercy um, nevertheless can be gifted in a particular instance, in a particular moment to show unusual mercy, even if it's not their normal disposition. The Holy Spirit is the sovereign Lord of his church, and, uh, and, and so we trust him to, to gift us in any given moment in the way that we need, but we know at every moment he has gifted us to be of benefit to the church. And those are just a couple of thoughts from 1 Corinthians chapter 12.